Hello and welcome back to Let's Get Weirding. I'm Megan Sunday. And I'm Bo North. On this show, we are discussing Frank Herbert's Dune series, chapter by chapter, and this week we are back to talk chapter 46, just as soon as this great-grandmother of a storm passes. I like that the storms are gendered. <laughs> I like that Paul's like, it's my storm. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> typical, typical dude. <laughs> he is getting real. He's high on Paul. Oh, yeah. This chapter. He's, he's feeling his oats right now. That's he for sure. He is feeling Mwadib. He has drunk the water of life. Mm-hmm. He is the Kwisatz Haderach. Yeah. And everyone's just like, uh, hey, Paul, Paul, can we go under? Can we go back in the tunnel? I mean, um, I guess having a jihad happening in your head at all times would probably make most people an asshole. But True. Yeah. I mean... But this is really, I think, the first time that he has completely just been like, you know what? Yeah, that's me. Yeah. That's me. Like, okay. Yeah. There's some parts in this chapter I was like, "Mm, okay, little man. But (laughs) before we get into that, uh, we have a little something from Arrakis Awakening. Uh, the erotic novel by the Princess Arulan. <laughs> I mean, it does sound like an erotic novel title, doesn't it? Not? Does anything that's like blank awakening? It mm-hmm. sounds like, yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be some Anne Rice Sleeping Beauty shit. Oh, oh no. <laughs> okay, don't think about that now. I won't. Mm-mm. Okay, <laughs> uh, here we go. And the day dawned when Arrakis lay at the hub of the universe with the wheel poised to spin. Guessing like a roulette wheel? (laughs) That'd be a pretty good analogy. (laughs) Um, I like that it starts with Stilkar saying, well, you look at that thing. Yeah. (laughs) He's so impressed. He's just like, wow, they really brought everyone. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's so, it's like basically a giant flying skyscraper, which is how Mm -hmm. the emperor travels. Yeah. I think they kind of did that some in Firefly. They made these, like, if you, I don't, for those of you that watched Firefly, like, if you remember, like, the, the core or whatever, I can't remember what the planet names were now but like they all had like those big tall vertical skyscraper ships that they flew around mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of cool it seems so I don't know it just seems so I, I know aerodynamics don't aren't really don't really apply <laughs> in this situation but it just seems so weird to I me mean, it's just I'm, weird I'd prefer this to well like Battlestar the Expanse where everything's just really dark yeah, I mean, I recently rewatched Battlestar, and things. It is like as much as I love that show. There are several scenes where I'm like, I can't see. I'm old though, so <laughs> who is talking right now? <laughs> I can't tell. I'm squinting. Yeah, uh, um, that just could be me and my failing eyesight. No, I feel that way now that I've I've started watching The Expanse. There are times mm, the where Expanse, I'm like, I don't know what's happening. It is really like there are some scenes in The Expanse where I'm like, I I I I know. I, like, I think know. someone just gestured something with their hands, but I'll never know because <laughs> I cannot see their hands. 
Yeah. There's one scene in particular I'm thinking about that was so hard to see. Uh, but I don't want to get into expanse spoilers for people that haven't watched it yet. So moving yeah. right along. Yes. Dune. Dune. Um, <laughs> where no one takes their shirts off. Uh, Unfortunately. I well, I, I mean, I could stand to see Stilgar without a <laughs> Maybe. shirt on. Maybe they'll throw that in for the movie. Mm. I wouldn't yeah. hate it. I wouldn't yeah. hate it. I mean, once they're all indoors, hey, you know what? Mm-hmm. No reason not to. It's hot. It's hot in It's an Arrakis <laughs> awakening. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is my head cannon now. <laughs> Please, someone write an erotic novel called Arrakis Awakening. <laughs> it's just a Ruland's Stilgar fanfic. So it's so there's like basically it's a call it a tent composed of interlocking metal leaves. So it's Ep- mm. there's Epcot Center. <laughs> yeah, it sounds that way. It's like a flying Epcot Center, and then there's a skyscraper behind it. So it's very mm-hmm. phallic. Yeah, uh, naturally. It's nine levels. So they say it's five legions of Sardaukar. And so Stilgar keeps going like, look, it's about to become daytime, and there's mm-hmm. a storm coming. Can we go back inside? And Paul just keeps saying, no, I'm good. I think it's also important to note that the Spacing Guild would only let two ships land. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Emperor's Detachment and what was the other one? The the, uh, the Baron, right? Yeah, the Baron. Yeah, okay. Um. So Gurney says, well, like, they have projectile weapons and Paul says, but they're going to think we have shields so they won't use them. Mm-hmm. And then... <laughs> Stilgar is just like, well, they might send thopters. And Paul says, we've got, we've thopters to burn. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> Which is, it kind of goes against everything. There's a lot in this chapter about stuff going against Fremen sensibilities because they're so frugal. Mm-hmm. I guess you could say, like, they save everything because everything has, to, you know, you find a use for everything in the desert when you can't grow things you have to make things and you know it's a lot of repurposing so you know a lot of this is paul just telling Stilgar like it's fine leave it yeah yeah there's a being like but i can't there's a point coming up when a sandstorm hits and paul's just like leave the equipment out here we have more it's like oh dude yeah all right (laughs) we have equipment at home so Paul's just like, well, they brought everybody. Mm-hmm. They brought the whole court. Yep. Um, not well, not the whole court because only Rulin. We find out later Rulin is there, but like none of the other daughters and mm-hmm. the emperor's like companion, uh, lady is not there. But I don't think she ever gets to do anything, unfortunately. Um, they've all brought. I think they mentioned later, you know, like the ladies of the court are there. So they've all brought their ladies and their hairdressers and Mm -hmm. all their people. And there is a point later where I think it's, yeah, it's the end of the next chapter. But I was reading that today and I just love that there's a part after a ton of stuff has gone down where someone's like, can someone get Count Fendering? (laughs) Yeah. So it's like, is he just in the tub? Like, where's he been? (laughs) Laying low, seeing what's up. Yeah. Like, oh, that sounded bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, do to do. Yeah. Like, oh, sorry, I, I had uh, 
had thing. headphones on. Yeah. <laughs> I was listening to a podcast. <laughs> I was in the tub listening to a podcast and I just didn't hear any of that happen. <laughs> so sorry. What podcast do you think he listens to? Pod Save America? Pod Save Arrakis? <laughs> it seems like Fenring's thing. Um, no, one of those uh, like celeb gossip ones. Like Who Went oh, Weekly? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> he wants all the dirt. <laughs> that makes sense so yeah people and so they're they're watching this and Stilgar's going okay someone's coming up our secret way it's probably important that we go check who that is and Paul's just like eh we'll get to it mm-hmm. I just want to look at this and think it's like oh boy <laughs> so he tells Stilgar to get their report and no message bats because they're saving him for the battle and they're birds. Yeah. And, you know, there's just a lot. Like, Paul's basically like, look, shit's about to go down and we cannot depend on being able to talk to each other, you know, anything like that. Mm-hmm. And so they're all trying to get all this done because a great grandmother of a storm is on its way. Yep. They say it several times. Oh, yeah. Once they yeah. say it's a great, great grandmother. Yeah, and Paul is like, it's my storm. <laughs> Just like, okay. <laughs> Did you practice that in the mirror before this? He totally. <laughs> Calm totally down, did. you're 19 years old. So they've let the Sardaukar that they had captured go. Yeah. And they kind of watch as the transport mm-hmm. like takes them into the like the big ship. And so he's realizing that, you know, they're trying to figure out where the emperor, what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gertie's really grumpy. Yeah, he is. And Paul's like, ah, because <laughs> Stilgar's like, hey, why are you, we're about to spill some blood. Isn't that great? And Gertie's like, ah. Paul says, oh, he's always like this before a battle. <laughs> it made me laugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no pugs, sadly. Yeah. So... Gertie's big problem is that they want to use, they're going to use atomics to blow up the shield wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not allowed. <laughs> right. I mean, just like we have Geneva Conventions, like you can't use atomics, atomic or nuclear weapons, blah, blah, blah. Like that is very not done. It's the same in Dune. Everyone has them. They have. They all have their. I'm using quotes here. Family atomics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but that's because of the whole like mutually assured destruction thing. So, and you know, and so because Gertie's saying, look, because there's an injunction, mm-hmm. and Paul says, well, they're not going to use them against us because it's the same thing. Like, if they try to attack us, we could destroy the spice. If they attack us with atomics, they're going to destroy the spice, mm-hmm. and. Gertie's like, yeah, but the injunction, and Paul says, but the injunction, yeah, because the injunction says, it's, you know, you it's, the language of the Great Convention is, use of atomics against humans shall be cause for planetary obliteration. But he's like, we're going to blast the shield wall, not yeah. people. Yeah, that's splitting hairs there, Paul, but sure. And Gertie's like, yeah, that's a real fine point. And he's just <laughs> like, you know, Paul's like, you know what, though? We don't have time for that. Like, no one has time to worry about that. So yeah. just do it. Uh, Stilgar is unsure because they are going to be using city people 
the Fremen that live in the cities. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't like that because they don't think very highly of them. And Paul points out, and I did like this part, Paul points out, you know, like, I used to be a city man. Yeah. And Paul says, the test of a man isn't what he, you think he'll do, it's what he actually does. Which I like. Mm-hmm. I like that quote. Because it's true, you know. It's like, and they let's have give been, them a chance. They have been kind of doing their own, like, guerrilla warfare within the cities against mm-hmm. the Harkonnen forces. So it's like they're giving these people in the cities like a cause to fight for. Like the Harkonnens basically did all the work for them. Yeah. In getting these people on their side. And Paul points out that the Sardaukar kind of, you know, played into their hands because they, you know, went in. The Sardaukar thought what they were going to do was drive people from the cities and then Paul and them would get overwhelmed with those people with mm-hmm. refugees yeah. but what it, it ended up doing was just making them all angry to where now they're willing to stand up and fight yeah whereas before they might have just seen it as a mild inconvenience and Stilgar is just like okay they do seem like they want to fight and paul's like yeah just give them a chance you know yeah. they are fremen mm-hmm. uh like just just you know let's do it mm-hmm. uh then there was a big, there's been a big to-do. The, the, the Sardaukar that they let, let free have arrived. Yep. And this, there's not a lot of... So the big thing that happens after that is they, they're watching to see who's, what flag that the Emperor puts up. Right, because the Sardaukar are telling the Emperor who mm-hmm. exactly this Muad'Dib is. And so knowing that Paul is alive... And that he gave Arrakis to House Atreides to run, like, he should be sending up the Atreides flag. But mm-hmm. because <laughs> because of, you know, his involvement, I guess, in, in Duke Leto's death or and then everything that's happened since with this, you know, the Fremen sort of having this chokehold on Spice and Arrakis, like... He's just not having it. <laughs> he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't want the challenge, and so he sends up the chome flag, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> I'm surprised it wasn't just the flag with a middle finger on it. Like, like just like the nope. future is so corporate. <laughs> God, and it's. But my my issue is just that there's not. It's one of those things that happens in books and movies all the time, which is just that there's not enough time. Hmm. Between, because the Sardaukar have just arrived and yeah. have just gone inside and have just said, like, the Maudib is, is Paul, is Paul Atreides. Mm-hmm. And then, I guess, momentarily, like, instantaneously, they're like, all right, chum flag. I don't know. Yeah. I, I They were never going to put up the Atreides flag, so that's, that's not really a thing. But it's just one of those where there's no good way to indicate 20 minutes go by. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they have to explain all this to Stilgar because he's just like, this all seems like petty bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Emperor sending up the Atreides flag would have been like a signal that like, okay, let's talk. Like, well, let's have a palaver here. Basically, he they say, you know, if he had put up the Atreides flag, he would have said, all right, well, then you and the Harkonnens can deal with this yourselves. Mm-hmm. And it's got nothing to do with me, and we're just gonna hang out, right? Uh, please don't blow up all the spice, <laughs> <laughs> right? 
but he didn't do that. No. <laughs> um. So now they're just like, all right, I guess we got to blow up the shield wall. <laughs> yeah. They finally go inside. <laughs> well, I think they blow. Um, they 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 start the atomics first. Yeah, they they do breach the shield wall. Yeah. Um, I guess just there's as the not. The storm is hitting. It seems like. Which. I guess we're not concerned about fallout or wind or... <laughs> right. Because they're just like, oh, it's a big sandstorm coming. Let's set off some atomic <laughs> weapons. Sure. Fine. <laughs> That's fine. No no, no one's fine. Uh, so they go back into the tunnel. This is what he says. Just leave that stuff here. It's cool. And, oh, it's, it's all working. It is all working. Everything yeah, everything is great. Everything's kind of going... Like, so according to plan that I would be, start feeling nervous at this point. Like, okay, uh-huh. what's going to happen? <laughs> and he should. Yeah, because... As they are down in the command post, they mm-hmm. are starting to get a message that mm-hmm. there's a lot of static. And one of the men says, well, hold on, before you guys go to the other command post, we're getting yeah. this message. Let's see what it is. And the message is garbled. But unfortunately, what the message is able to tell them is that there was a rage on Sitch Tiber and they've yeah. taken captives. Sounds like something has happened to Alia and little baby Leto is dead. Yeah. And Paul sort of like knows it like as soon as he hears it, he's like, and, you know, Gertie's trying to be like, it, you didn't hear the whole message. Everything mm-hmm. might be okay. And Paul's like, no, he's dead. I, I feel it. Or I feel nothing, basically. It's like, Which... well, you could have felt something a little sooner since mm-hmm. I thought you were, you know, psychic boy king. Mm-hmm. But not all the time. And Paul, Paul realizes, you know, he can feel just you know all of his life the lifetimes that he knows now and all the experiences mm-hmm. and he just thinks you know how little the last line of the chapter is how little the universe knows about the nature of real cruelty and it's just this idea that you know everything that's happening and there are the atomics and the spice mm-hmm. and this and that like you know it's really cruel killing a baby yeah like, i mean yeah <laughs> little lado hmm which fella. in the mini series they like oh my milk God. that it's the they cutest really... little baby like toddler and they just like there's a 25 have... minute sequence of this baby <laughs> just like a verban getting... like slowly <laughs> coming yeah. up on this baby and like the baby is blanketing him and then he's <laughs> yeah. looking at the baby and then the baby's looking at him and then it's just like oh my god okay yeah it was horrible <laughs> We get it's it. really awful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there are only two chapters left in Dune. I know! <laughs> I mean, the last one's pretty long. Yeah, I, I read ahead a little bit today just because I knowing what happens in the next chapter, I'm like, I can read this chapter twice. It's that good. So, uh, and I did too, and it was a beautiful day, and I was sitting on my front porch, and I was reading outside, and this <laughs> cardinal was yelling at me, and I was like, you know... I just had to shut my window because the birds Bird. were going nuts. And I was like, look, we're going to talk about Dune. You birds cannot stop us. I think it's because since I was on the porch, he didn't feel like he could go to the bird feeder, which, dude, I don't care what you do. Like, go to the <laughs> bird feeder. I'm not going to bother you. 
so he was trying to scare me away. And it was uh. like, I, I don't want your bird seed. <laughs> I give you that bird seed, frankly. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, and what do I get in return for it? Yelled at? No, thank you. Exactly. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, one of the local morning doves, the manatee of the bird world, just like mm-hmm. shuffled over and was just like, oh, hi, I'm going to eat bird seed now. <laughs> I heard a shuffling in the leaves. Like, welcome to bird talk, everyone. But I hear this shuffling in these leaves, and I look over because I think it's going to be a squirrel. And it's this morning dove, like, waddling through the leaves. And I wanted to go, you can fly. (laughs) Don't you know you can fly? What are you doing? (laughs) They walk so much. They'll land on the opposite side of our lawn and, like, waddle across to the bird feeder. Like, I guess they're actually got to get their steps in. I don't know what it is. We've been watching them a lot because, you know, staying at home and my daughter loves the the bird feeder. But it's like, why you got to walk so much, birds? What's your deal? (laughs) Oh, boy. Cardinals anti-Dune. Yeah, they're not fans. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, two more chapters. Two more chapters. Then things are really moving at a really like a good pace, like a good fast pace now. Um almost too fast (laughs) yeah because i will say that there isn't time with the way that the plot moves and everything else happens no one gets a chance to be like oh our our son is dead yeah you know paul knows it he he does next chapter like try to verify that that chani knows it um it is touched on yeah yeah and then i think later on in other books you know it comes up but Mm -hmm. it's it's just one of those things where it's like no one has five seconds to just be like oh my god and it it kind of does sometimes come across like frank herbert realized that he wanted to go a different direction with Mm -hmm. paul's children so it was kind of like oh yeah what do i do about that one or maybe he just wanted to sort of close the close that atreides loop you know like having duke leto killed in the mm-hmm. beginning and then baby Leto killed in the end it's i don't know but it's sad it is sad and the poor kid yeah. couldn't help his who his dad was i know <laughs> and they do mention in the next chapter that when they when they attacked they were almost defeated the sardaukar were almost defeated by the fremen who were there and that alia was leading one of the teams yeah i want yeah, to remind well, everyone that alia is three i actually i think she's they say she's four don't they in the next chapter oh what a big difference i know <laughs> but oh it's good we're gonna save that for next week yeah i just love it i don't know what i would do i'd be like ah, you know what i'm done I don't know what these people are doing. <laughs> I think there's a lot of that going around in these last few chapters. So I like, and again, I, I know I don't want to skip too far ahead, but I just find it so funny. The Baron does try some like propaganda towards the Emperor where he's mm-hmm. like, oh, but you don't know what these people are capable of. You know, they do this horrible thing and that horrible thing. And the Emperor doesn't buy it because he, you know, there's more to do with that. Yeah. But I like, it's like, no, honestly, you could just kind of stick with what they actually do. Yeah. <laughs> and people would probably be pretty like, wait, what? They can just like ride worms and jump out of the sand. and. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk about the next chapter. <laughs> yeah, they have child warriors. <laughs> but until then, yes. until then, we so, don't have any new um, 
any new messages, any new questions, any new reviews, that's fine. We know everybody's got, you know, quarantine blues right now, and that's totally fine. Um, uh, I would, it is not about Dune, but I would like for two seconds to note that there are some promo images came out for the new version of The Stand. Yes. Very exciting, since you guys know how we feel about Stephen King. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Our problematic Uncle Steve. Uh, particularly the the stand, uh, mm-hmm. which we wrote about one time. If you guys yeah. want to, we did. Check that we, out. I, I and were you in the the book club rereading of the stand last summer? I was, but I I didn't really get a chance to do it. Okay, yeah. I Sadly. mean, it's it's a daunting <laughs> thing to yeah, undertake. I really wanted to because I love it. Yeah, but. it's such a big book, and I had not read it in like twenty years. So rereading it last summer was like. <laughs> and then everything now. <laughs> oh, anyway, uh, it's not funny. But uh, just to kind of prepare myself and refresh my memory, because I knew they were making this new miniseries. And I'm excited because some of the images coming out. I'm sorry. I laughed so hard. It was like this picture of Mother Abigail is just Whoopi Goldberg and a moo And I love it. <laughs> It's so good. I mean, they but did two, nothing. Two pictures of Harold and none of Stu. Not a single picture of Stu. I could Give me not James Marsden. I know. I need that little face. And no, no, uh, Nadine. No Nadine. But we did see Rita, which was interesting. And I had that no... was a surprise. I didn't know we Heather Graham into it. Yeah, but she'll be great. Yeah, but anyway, and we got to see Larry, which I was very happy about because you know yeah. Larry's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, yeah, and of course, Two. Alexander Skarsgård. Yes, as Rockabilly Randall Flag, which is so Amazing. perfect, is so perfect for so Stephen tall. King. Yes, he's so tall. Mm. He is very tall and very handsome. So I'm really <laughs> looking forward to seeing this version of Flag. The whole family is getting that Stephen King cash. Mm-hmm. Well, two of them, I say, that whole family. But, you know, the two of them that are, are getting a lot. <laughs> yeah. Because I can't imagine that, you know, especially after, you know, Big Little Lies and everything, you're not getting any scars cheap. No. And, uh, you know, old Bill there. Actually, a friend of mine was who has read, like, the Dark Tower books, but not The Stand. Mm-hmm. So, like, she knows who Flag is. Oh, don't go by the Dark Tower Flag. I know. I was like, it's a totally, it's like a different animal altogether. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she was like, I don't know if, like, Alexander Skarsgård really has, like, the acting chops. I was like, oh, you haven't seen Big Little Lies? Yeah. <laughs> he like, got him. Oh, you just saw True Blood, where he was just like, how about my vamping, abs? Like, literally vamping through the whole thing. <laughs> he was great on True Blood, don't get me wrong, but it was yeah. a very specific performance. He was very much that character, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, miss, anyway. Yeah. That's, yeah. But that's, so that's exciting. We have that, hopefully, to look forward to. I guess they're still mm-hmm. moving on releasing that. And then, still no word on a, a trailer. No, but... although we're begging for it here. We need it. We need something. <laughs> we need this. I know Dennis. there was a little kerfluffle, not kerfluffle, but a little to do on Twitter because I guess Timothy Chalamet had tweeted something that people thought might be uh, regarding the trailer, but it was just he was making a speech for people who were graduating high school, which was very mm-hmm. nice of him, but was not a Dune trailer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Timothy. 
guys, don't be disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> it was a very sweet thing he was doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll get we'll get it. We'll get it eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's how they advertise movies, so it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see I guess because it'll just be a teaser trailer. So mm-hmm. I do wonder what they're gonna what they're gonna show. What's uh, I so wanna exciting. see a worm. Show worm, me that worm. 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 <laughs> I need to see because I I had heard something I saw some some talk on Twitter about uh, his sort of reimagining of the sandworms and mm. how they look and stuff. So I'm curious. I'm excited. <laughs> it's gonna <laughs> a show a little it's bit. A, it's scared. just it's just a graboid from Tremors. You're like, hey. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't hate that either. They're not as big, but yeah. He just, they just ended up cutting in scenes from Tremors because, you know, (laughs) everything shut down. Fan-made trailers. Like, I just, (laughs) for some, like, I just binged all of season two of Dark on Netflix. I don't know if you watch it. Mm -mm. It's a German show. It's about time travel. It's very, (laughs) it's messy, but it's really good, like. There's a lot of weird, like, soap opera-ish type drama that happens on the show, especially in the first season. But there's also, like, a lot of weird, like, the whole second season is about bootstrap paradoxes. So (laughs) it's it's wild. So I, like, the only reason I waited this long to watch it was because it's in German and I kind of have to pay attention and read the subtitles because I (laughs) never finished my German courses in college. Anyway, but um, (laughs) I've heard that the third season is supposed to drop in July. So I was like looking on YouTube to see if I could find a trailer. And it was like dark season three trailer. And it was like an account that said Netflix, but wasn't actually Netflix. (laughs) And it was just like spliced together from (laughs) it's just a bunch of footage from like the first two seasons. Yeah, it's always frustrating in this, you know, and, and it's so interesting how spoiled we've become because when you and i were young mm-hmm. uh there were no teaser trailers there were not teaser trailers but like if you wanted to find a clip of something you couldn't like you had to watch a whole movie to see a scene you wanted to see or mm-hmm. hope that someone had it on you know vhs that you could borrow or something yeah so the idea of going to a page like something like youtube i mean like mm-hmm. oh i want to see the big dance scene from center stage for example yeah. as i do daily um you you couldn't you know the idea of doing that is so amazing but now you know it's 2020 and if i go to youtube and they don't have something and it's just like oh here's me taping it off of my tv i'm just like <laughs> no unacceptable <laughs> youtube yeah. it's amazing how quickly we adapt to things oh yeah because i need I... a clip of it uploaded and i need it to be really crystal clear like intellectually i know that that was how things used to work mm-hmm. but like in my everyday sort of way that I think it just never enters my mind. Yeah. Like when I pick up my phone and start looking up things, I never think, wow, when I was 13 years old, I had to, you know, had get an extra long cord for the phone in the kitchen so that I could take the phone into like the pat onto the patio and talk to my friends. Like that's now what I'm like did. talk on the phone. I know. <laughs> like never. <laughs> I hate it. I mean, you and I recently talked on the phone, but we still it wasn't like we had it up to our ears. 
No. It was technically the computer. Yeah. <laughs> it was the computer elements of our phones. Yeah. Like, whoa. We do that sometimes. My dad called this. me the other day because he was testing something. And oh. he just, like, my phone just rang and it was my dad. And I was like, why are you just calling me? Oh, no. My parents are boomers. They call they call me. Like, my dad's not calling me now because uh, he knows I'm mad at him. But mm. <laughs> my mom calls me, like, every other day. So Oh, I talk to my parents every day, but we use FaceTime because yeah. I have a grandkid. So Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure if I have one of those, they're, they're not really interested in seeing what my cats are up to. Yeah, prior to prior to her, there was a lot more of like, okay, and why are we on FaceTime? Like, hi, mom. <laughs> My brother, on the other hand, every time he calls me, it's always FaceTime. <laughs> he lives alone. He lives alone though. So, <laughs> oh, siblings. Yeah, they're the best. Yeah. <laughs> they are, especially if you have a little sister who is leading death squats and she's four <laughs> yeah alia is so amazing and i'm really excited i know i've said that a bunch of times should we talk about our other thing that we were going to talk about yes okay so i said something on twitter a few days ago that i don't know the other night i'd had some wine i was feeling good and i texted <laughs> megan and i said Megan, we need to watch Lost again. Mm-hmm. Because like Dune, like Stephen King, like so many other things, like Stevie Nicks, all the things that brought us <laughs> together, like that we discovered that we had in common. Like Megan and I are very similar in yes. our tastes and the things that we like. Uh, Lost is one of those things that we both love. I, I would say that I have a love-hate relationship with Lost, but I love it more. Yeah, same. Yeah, there are elements of it that I really hate, <laughs> but for the most part, it's a show that I love, like love. And I watched every episode when it aired. Mm-hmm. It was very dear to me. And yeah, so I think we're going to do it. We're kind of testing the waters. We're considering a Patreon where should you want to sign up for this, you would get that episode a week early. Nothing special. You know, and I would not, I would not have it. I'm not going to have a bunch of levels right now because we're still a young podcast. We're still growing. Yeah. And we, you have a young child, like time management is kind of, (laughs) would be tricky if we tried to do a lot of stuff. So if we do decide to do that, it would be something where it's like, hey, give us a dollar or $2 and we'll give you an episode, an extra episode. Mm -hmm. a month so on this show that people both love and hate so if you want to hear us talk about loss and believe me we have a lot to say we do still all these years later yeah i mean it's been over 10 years right it's been like 15 years oh god something like that since it started yeah yeah so you know if that's something that you would be interested in that you want to hear us talk about shout out clap back to us on twitter let us know you know hey i would love to hear this no, this is a terrible idea. I don't know. You can keep that thought to yourself because we'll probably do it anyway. Yeah. I mean, honestly. <laughs> and uh, as always, when we take our break from when we finish Doom, we're going to be going on a hiatus. This one might be a little longer, but we will have stuff, um, some content putting out 
mm-hmm. between Dune and Dune Messiah. So stay tuned for that. Uh, I would like, and this is, uh, I, I mean, utterly not doesn't matter because I <laughs> doubt the people that would need to hear this are going to hear it because I don't know if they're if they're fans. Uh, I do have to concede to vaguely thinking the Disney uh, Corporation <laughs> because they made basically like a 15 minute chunk of just like minute and a half shorts about Olaf. <laughs> Doing things, like, around... Our favorite. He's, he's, you know, I guess, like, social distancing. So yeah. it's just Olaf doing stuff. But that has been a lifesaver because mm-hmm. my daughter is three and Olaf is the pinnacle of humor for her. And so Olaf drinking lemonade and saying, I'm a snow cone. <laughs> Choice. <laughs> so, like, thank you. Because uh, at least it's something new. It's yeah. still Olaf, who is not my cup of tea, but, you know, I'm not a three-year-old. Uh, you're way nicer than me. My feelings, my sentiments <laughs> are, die, Olaf, die. Well, I had to take a step back when I was watching my, my one of my nephews, and he was probably about my daughter's age, so like three or four, mm-hmm. and we they were visiting us, we were downstairs, and he wanted to watch, it was some collection of, like, Cars shorts, and I'd never seen Cars, I still have never seen Cars. And I was like, oh, I guess, you know, like, fine, kid, for you. And it was the same sort of thing where he was loving it. And I had to stop for a second and remind my, you know, then 33 or whatever year old self, like, this isn't for you. (laughs) Right. Like, this is for him and his peers. (laughs) And that's who are supposed to like it. You just have to sit here because he really shouldn't just sit in front of the TV by himself. (laughs) Right. And it's the same thing, you know, it's like, great, look at Olaf, his head has fallen off his body again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I saw, Fro- but- I saw Frozen in the theater as an adult, and I don't care, you know, I was not there with a child, it was just oh, me yeah, and my husband, yeah. like, I sometimes see Disney movies in the theater. Oh yeah, and that's totally fine. And you don't have to be like, "Wow, Olaf, amazing." But that's yeah. it's the thing; it's not the character that's putting there for us. If I had a kid, us. I'm sure it would be different. But there's so much, there's so much Olaf in my house. But oh my god, Josh Gad <laughs> makes me insane. Anytime he shows up at anything, I'm like, nope, not interested. Nope. I just I know that this is you know work, and that these people are very very well compensated. But mm-hmm. I won't lie that there was a part of me when it was like, oh, Josh Katz is at his house. And I think he's married. You know, he has a family. But he's still, just, you know, being Olaf for mm-hmm. the kids. Although I will I will say that there was there is a collection of stuff that they put on Disney Plus that was like celebrities singing Disney songs that, you know, <laughs> since we're all quarantined. And uh, Rebel Wilson does the most tepid poor unfortunate souls that i've ever had the unfortunateness to have to hear letting white women do ursula songs period it was just like stop (laughs) she she just wasn't putting anything into it and it's poor unfortunate souls yeah that's like if someone was singing be prepared and just like i don't know here i'll just sing this right now like no 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 you gotta put something into it and i'm going to get very me here for a second but Please. that's like when anyone tells me that the 
2011 version of Jane Eyre is the best, I get extremely upset because I like Mia Kowska, but she was a terrible Jane Eyre. And, like, just this, the words just sort of plopped out of her mouth like wet oatmeal. You know, it was just like, <laughs> bleh. If you go back and watch Ruth Wilson do the same lines and it's just like passionate and fiery and just like everything that this character is in that moment. And it's mm-hmm. so, it's like such a revelation for me. It was, I mean, I'm just like, I extremely love this. Um, yeah, I get like super <laughs> upset about that. I'm just like, there has to be like something there. And I, I like her, but I hated her in that role. Anyway, this is, we're digressing. <laughs> Well, it's it's like my, you know, I have said this before, <laughs> my favorite product, my favorite uh, acting in any Jane Eyre adaptation <laughs> is from the 1943 Orson Welles, mm-hmm. um, where <laughs> I'm laughing just thinking <laughs> about it. Uh, it's uh, so it's it's Orson Welles is Rochester and Joan Fontaine, Fontaine is Jane Eyre. Yeah. And Margaret O'Brien is Adele, and she is just like, Bonjour, I am the French child. <laughs> <laughs> and I love Margaret O'Brien. I think she's was such a wonderful actress. I don't, yeah. don't know if she's still with us. I don't recall. Uh, but every scene that she's in that, everyone, it's like, it's so dark, and it's so moody, and it's Jane Eyre, yeah, and, and Orson Welles. And then Bonjour. she's like, oh, mademoiselle, I will play the piano. <laughs> I am the ward of Mr. Rochester. And you're just like, what is happening? What are you like? There's a moment in the 2006 one where he says something to Adele, like, because then people will say that you're disgusting or something. And she doesn't know what the word means. So she's like, Mrs. Fairfax, the people will say I'm disgusting. (laughs) And it makes me laugh every time. But yeah, that is choice. That's also a very good adaptation of Jane Eyre, even though it skips over a lot of stuff. Like it's really beautiful, moody, and et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, I've seen and I always every say, single one. I am not kidding. I have even seen the Japanese opera. Like I've seen all of them. And let's just say it because you know, hey, someone has to. So many poor choices were made by mm-hmm. by Mr. Rochester, but props on just you know raising someone else's kid. True true yes when you knew what people were gonna say look i could go off on a whole separate like i could do a whole hour i have an hour of material on why rochester is not that important to the overall plot of the book but i'm not gonna get into that because people tuned in for dune (laughs) not for my (laughs) thoughts on 19th century Uh, literature (laughs) what are your thoughts on sinjin rivers that he's a sociopath (laughs) Those are my thoughts. He is a sociopath. <laughs> he is terrifying. That is one thing that 2011 version got very right. Jamie Bell was incredibly unsettling in that role. I still have no idea how old Jamie Bell is. I feel mm-hmm. like he's been 20 and everything. I know. He's so he was handsome. like 11 and everything. And then suddenly he was 20. And I'm like, wait, but how old are you now? Yeah. I mean, I don't really care. I watched that... Um, rocket man movie and oh, he, he played bernie Taupin. yeah oh. and he was just like the 1970s fashion aesthetic is very good on jamie bell interesting yeah he's 34 yeah so good for you 
Good for you, Good for honey. You, Jamie Bell, being 34. <laughs> All right. Good, good on you. I am not. Um, <laughs> so I think that. I think that's it. That's you have anything good. to plug? I, think, uh, I have a review up on the spool of AKA Jane Rowe. It is uh, a documentary premiering on FX on Friday that is about the Roe from Roe versus Wade and sort of this a lot of controversy controversy I can't talk and that you know because she switched sides sort of halfway like later in life she became a born-again Christian and militant pro-life activist and all of this stuff after years of pro-choice activism and sort of a bunch of things come out about that in the documentary and I'm not going to get too much into it because everyone's going to know soon enough but I highly recommend watching that and I also for the spool there are uh, filmmaker of the month this month was is not so much a filmmaker as it is a series it is the Friday the 13th series because it's their anniversary uh, and I wrote about Friday the 13th part 6 Jason Lives yes excellent which is a great movie, and I tried to be really funny about it. So, <laughs> well, don't every- tell me if I'm not. Everybody, please check those out uh, over at thespool.net. And yeah, we'll see you back next week. We're gonna have so much fun talking about the next chapter. Yes, I'm very excited, my baby. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Goodbye. Bye.